Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Bring him in now, Michael Lombardi, the former NFL GM, joining us, our Radio.com Sports NFL Insider as well. Michael, how you doing? I'm doing great, thank you. How are you guys doing? We're doing well. What did we find out last night about the Chicago Bears and about the L.A. Rams? Well, on the Bears front, I think what we found out was that, you know, offensively they're still a mess, whether they have MVP Mitch quarterback or Nick Foles. doesn't really matter. Their offensive creativity, their game plans just really aren't very good. And anytime they play against a team that understands how to attack their defense, can adequately block their front, they're going to have a hard time scoring. They need the game in the teens for them to really win against any team, a good team. You know, they can beat Carolina because they can shut Carolina's offense down, and they can make a few plays against a a Carolina defense. But when they play better teams and they have to handle the offense and also score with their offense, I think that's where they get in the most trouble. Talking with Michael Lombardi, brought to you by Rocket Mortgage. 2020 Pro Football Pick'em, 1000 bucks up for grabs every single week at radio.com slash picks. You can also hear Michael on the GM Shuffle, his weekly podcast available at radio.com. The Packers get kind of back on track offensively, but against a bad defensive team, uh, the Houston Texans. So what do we glean from that after they ended up getting kind of manhandled and punched in the mouth just a week prior down in Tampa Bay? Well, look, Tampa Bay's a good team. I mean, Tampa Bay's a really good football team. Defensively, I think that they have the ability to create havoc, as we saw, and create problems for Aaron Rodgers. You know, Houston's not that, so we understand that. I mean, what we learned was they have to be able to not turn the ball over. Their offense needs to get in gear in terms of protecting the football. And defensively, you know, they're going to have moments where they, they need to be able to clamp down on a team handle that running game and then also can they handle can they put enough pressure on the quarterback to create some problems which they really didn't do against Tom Brady so you know I I think we we can't overreact to losses during the season no one's going to pitch a perfect game you know they've got a big game this week against uh, against uh, Minnesota I think their numbers when you break down what Green Bay's been able to accomplish during the course of the season you know, they are they are pretty good. They're one of the better teams. They're In my power rankings, they're the second-best offense in football. You know, they get nine sacks per pass play with their defense, so that's good. They're holding opponents to 14. They're 14 uh, in the league in terms of her holding their, their opponents to points. Their schedule that they played is the sixth most difficult schedule in the league. So, you know, I mean, I think there, there's obviously room for improvement. They need to be healthy. But I think they have as good a chance as anybody to come out of the NFC. 
So as you sit there as a general manager looking at what the Green Bay Packers situation is, knowing that, I, I mean, I think to all, the naked eye, all of us see that they probably need a little more depth at wide receiver. They could use another down lineman defensively. They could probably use a linebacker because of Kirksey going down indefinitely. Are you, with, with the closing window of Aaron Rodgers, at what, po- at what point do you push your chips to the middle of the table and say we have to go for it? Well, I, I think have to go for it in desperation. I think Bruce Springsteen has a great line in one of his songs. You know, sometimes I can't tell my courage from my desperation. I think you need to be courageous, not desperate. And I think that that's what Brian, the general manager at Gutekest, has to do. He's got to be courageous, make a move, but not be desperate to get something and scour the whole landscape. I think he's done a good job of extending what Ted Thompson was doing. Ted only dealt with college free agents after the draft and just the draft. And I think Brian's done a much better job of expanding the globe and trying to find players within the framework of the team. So I would continue to do that. I think there's opportunity. A lot of teams want to be able to to dump players next year. So there's going to be a huge market for selling players in 2021. I think what you're going to see in 2021, the teams that have cap room, are going to be the teams that really benefit because so many teams aren't. So you've got to think on one hand, you've got to think long-term. On the other hand, you also got to think short-term. So, you know, he does have the ability to be flexible with his cap. He does have the ability to make a few moves. I mean, he's got $7 million worth of cap room currently as we speak. And then next year as he goes into the season, you know, he's, he's dealing with about, you know, he's only has $3 million worth of room. He's got 39 players. So he has to be careful because next year he's got to get his team below the cap, especially in light of COVID when it goes come down. So as we move forward, I, I guess you hear about names being on the open market and you start to think, okay, how can I bolster this team? And you talk about draft choices, obviously. Um, when you hear names like J.J. Watt being tossed around out there, Michael Thomas being tossed around out there, do you make that splash? What, what as a general manager, makes you make that splashy move? If they're good, I mean, look, I love J.J. Watt. And J.J. Watt basically could be, you know, in, in the right role playing, you know, less time, playing less minutes could be effective. But the J.J. Watt, the fans remember, the dominating player, uh, from his first years at the Houston Texans is not the same J.J. Watt you're seeing today. They're, they're not 32nd in the National Football League because of it. I mean, the perfect example is J.D. on Clowney. I mean, let's be real. Let's be realistic. I mean, he signs for 15 million this offseason. The media comes out and thinks that the tech, the Titans have the greatest pass rusher in the history of all of football. Yet they're one of the worst teams on third down. They can't rush the passer. Clowney's got six pressures, no sacks, really makes no impact on the game. So the name sounds great, but the performance has to match the name. And I think that's what Brian will do a good job trying to find that. As you start to look, uh, then you hear the rumors that the Jets could possibly shop Quinn and Williams for the right price. A guy that's come in as a top draft choice and, and has proven himself. So what, as a general manager, do you start the way in that particular situation? Because aren't you, in essence, getting a first-round draft choice that's now got a little bit of experience under his belt? No doubt. And you get a, you get a blue-chip defensive lineman, you, you know, you definitely want to take that. Who's got years left on his contract? You're, you're not going to get a player for free. I mean, look. What the Colts did in terms of getting Buckner, they had to pay Buckner. They gave up a first-round pick to get Buckner. Then they paid him. If you give up a first-round pick for Williams, you don't have to pay him. He still has three more years on his contract. 
So that that's kind of a benefit that you could achieve, assuming that you feel like he fits to what you do and he can make an impact. Defensive linemen typically take at least a year before you see them really develop into the player that you hope you drafted. I think Derek Brown, who was drafted the seventh all overall pick by Carolina this year from Auburn, he's starting to play to the level that he was drafted. But it does take some time. I mean, Isaiah Simmons, the player that was drafted right after Derek Brown, played five plays on Sunday night. Five. He played seven plays in the kicking game. Seven. And he made that interception that everybody thinks he's having a great rookie season. But if he doesn't make that play, everybody was going to wonder where the heck he's been. And part of that is because we've had no offseason. We've had no time. It takes young players a little bit of time to get accustomed to what's going on. Talking to former NFL GM Michael Lombardi, the Radio.com Sports NFL Insider, joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. So the the, the Packers offensively look really, really good, and that was even without uh, a guy like Aaron Jones, who was uh, down this past weekend. Uh, they're down Alan Lazard, obviously. you got Devontae Adams, who is the bell cow when it comes to the wide receiving position. How... I, I guess, uh, how impressed have you been, or should we be concerned that it's Devonte, it's the Devontae Adams show and that the depth at wide receiver has not been great, but the fact that they've been able to spread the ball around, get it to different tight ends, get it out of the backfield, does that just automatically overcome for maybe a lack of depth at wide receiver? Do you see them going far this way, or do they have to find themselves an additional guy? I think as long as Aaron Rodgers is willing to throw the ball and play point guard like he's doing this year. I mean, last year he didn't do this. Last year he kind of was reluctant. I think the new system, you know, you're kind of holding back. But the reality is when he's willing to distribute the football to players and they're open, then then all of a sudden it doesn't matter who he's throwing to, they make plays. And I think we saw that, especially when Adams was out. Now, I, I think he's got to continue doing that. I mean, Rodgers has played at a high, high level. I know he told Pat McAfee that, even his down years are great years for other people. That's true. But this Aaron Rodgers, this is back to when he had a lot of that talent around him, whether it was Finley, whether it was all those other great receivers that he had. I mean, he's, you know, he's throwing it down the field. He's making plays down the field, which is really what he needs to do. In the past five years, he wasn't doing that, and I think that's really critical. It really comes down to his willingness to embrace the players around him, which I think he has this year. Is he having an MVP season? He looks like it to me. I mean, you know, he's playing as well as anybody can play right now, and their offense is playing as well as anybody can play. You know, and, and, I, and I think when you break down their team, you know, people say, well, who's he throwing the ball to? What's he doing? You know, he's, he's doing exactly what the system wants him to do and how they're playing it. And, and, I, and I think that he's executing. You know, he's not going to turn the ball over. He's not going to be able to, well, I mean, other than the Tampa game he did, but, I mean, he's not turning the, typically turning the ball over. He's careful with the football. He's given the receivers a chance to make a, really a lot of plays. And, you know, he's averaging eight yards per attempt down the field, 17 touchdown passes, two interceptions. That's the kind of year he's got to have. Forget percentage of completion. I mean, he's at 66, but you have to look at yards per attempt. That's the critical number. And the fact that they've given up almost 100, they've given up 159 this year, and they've scored 197, it shows that his ability to keep scoring has allowed them to really win win games. 
Michael, great stuff. I appreciate it as always. Thanks for joining us, our friend. Appreciate it, okay? Bye-bye. There you go. Michael Lombardi, former Cleveland Browns general manager, former NFL general manager, Radio.com Sports NFL insider. And uh, he is uh, brought to you by our friends at Rocket Mortgage, the 2020 pro football pick. I'm 1000 bucks up for grabs every single week at Radio.com slash picks. You can also hear Michael on the GM Shuffle, his weekly podcast available at Radio.com. That's Radio.com. Joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. 80-plus years they've been doing it. Call them 844-PRIDE. Or go to schneiderjobs.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.